0: Cause what, what's, what ultimately is going to happen. Right. And like the only like unrenewable resource that we have is time is you're going to end up on your deathbed and you're going to have the exact same feeling, but you're going to be like, I should have invested more time into something I love, like rather than investing it into all this fucking stress with day trading.
1: I know just watching the numbers, like, dude, like, look at the price, man. Like, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this right now, man? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Are you seeing this number on my computer screen right now? <laughs> You're like, dude. Yesterday, I, I got this for a different number, and now it's this other number, and I'm gonna give it to somebody else for that number. Can you believe it,
1: <laughs> friend? My friend Alex like just invested in some like Doge, and um, it's so funny. Like sometimes we'll be talking, and then I'll just randomly like sigh about something. I'm like, ah. And he's like, "Oh, is that a Dogecy?" And then like, <laughs> and then we came up with this whole character of like, so he'll like check his portfolio. He's like, "Dude, I made I made twelve dollars last night." And, like, and and we're always like, "Dude, you only make money if you sell, though." But like, we we came up with the whole character that it's it's like, "All right, I just made sixty dollars. I don't even have to work today. Like, I don't, I don't have to go DoorDash or do anything." And then. And like they just like sit and constantly watch their their balance, and they're like, "Oh shit, I went down six dollars," and they frantically run to their car and they and they go do like a DoorDash mission to like make make up for the money that that they lost. And then as they're doing the DoorDash, they check and, and it's like up fifty dollars now, and they're like, "Oh," and they just go back home. And they're like, I'm, "I don't even need to work now." And like, it's just like this whole character I want to put into a sketch comedy. <laughs> nice. Keep distance,
2: Welcome to the Mr. Bill Podcast. I'm Anand Harsh, Editor-in-Chief of the UNS.com, Bill's manager, and the tiredest boy on the planet. We've got a returning champion on the show this week. Grady Bergen is back. G-Space has a new album out now, The Path of Least Resistance, which is really singer-songwriter focused and has him playing a ton of instruments. There's also a playlist of videos on YouTube that serve as a nice companion piece. It's nice to have Grady back on the show. You know, I used to be G-Space, not in this economy. Thanks to everyone who's been rating the show and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts and other assorted podcatchers. It helps people find the show. Please join the Patreon to get early access to episodes, bonus content, and full video of every podcast. We really appreciate the support that way. It's helped us get through this whole pandemic situation. Here's Bill's upcoming show schedule the Uns Festival June 4th, Infrasound June 12th, Kill Bill at the Mish in Colorado on June 26th. And let me just add that tickets for all three of those are running low, so get on it. Then we've got Bill going butt-to-butt butt with Freddie Todd, Halloween weekend in Houston for Freaky Deaky. And then finally, after being rescheduled three times, Wobble Rocks finally descends on Red Rocks as Bill joins Ganja White Knight, Mala, Truth, Terny and Sound, Kiva, Push Loop, and a boatload of other acts for an insane three-night affair. Finally, head over to MrBillsTunes.com to sign up to become a hardcore Ableton ear. Lots of cool changes happening to the site, so make sure you're up to speed. All right, enjoy Bill's chat with G-Space.
0: Dude, honestly though, Apple has like got sick mics on their phones, right? Yeah, it's haunting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a little haunting. Dude, what are you drinking? Is that a Guinness? No, it's it's a cold brew coffee. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just woke up from a nap. Oh, sweet. Do you are you a fan of the of the naps?
1: Yeah, and uh right i've gotten to to like them more as i've gotten older
0: (laughs) (laughs) how old are you now 26 dude i'm i'm 32 and i've like never been able to get into the nap it's like if i there's been no point in my life where i've been able to go have a nap and just haven't gone to sleep for like eight hours yeah yeah, I try to I try to do it all the time. Like before shows, when shows were happening, I'd be like, I'm gonna to go to the hotel and totally have a nap, and then I like get back into the driver's car after like being at the hotel for a few hours. And they're like, How was the nap? And I'm like, I didn't. I just played video games on my computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like so tired right now too. I could have kept sleeping
0: forever. Yeah, man. I feel like naps just make you more tired than than awake. Oh, of course. Shouldn't it have the opposite effect, though? Shouldn't it be like any amount of sleep benefits your awakeness?
1: Yeah. I've heard we're supposed to sleep like two hours at a time and just sporadically throughout the day. I don't know how true that is, but yeah. I don't know. I would be like hitting rock bottom at that point.
0: Yeah, so I've been doing this thing or I've experimented with this thing um, because you know how like sleep cycles work on a 90-minute interval thing? Like you go into deep sleep for a while and then you wake up and like it's 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. Um, So what I do is I set an alarm for 90 minutes before I actually want to wake up and then I set another alarm for the actual time that I want to wake up. So if I want to wake up at like 9.30 in the morning, I set another alarm for 8 a.m. And then the 8 a.m. one wakes me up out of whatever deep sleep I was in. And I'm like, holy shit, I feel groggy as fucking horrible. And then I instantly fall back to sleep because I'm tired as fuck. And then the next one wakes me up exactly 90 minutes later after that, which means I've completed one full cycle of sleep. And then I feel like, ah, oh, cool, I'm fresh. And I woke up on like a nice cycle or whatever. Oh, nice. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, kind of half, half works. Um yeah what are you, what are you been up to man how's how's life
1: life is good I'm feeling happy and grateful I've been spending a lot of time with my family and I'm working on an album i'm gonna hopefully drop on my birthday on April nineteenth but um I've been playing guitar a lot just acoustic guitar and and writing all these songs and before I knew it I had all, all of these songs and i and I recorded them and Made beats to go along and lyrics and stuff, and because yeah, there was a point where I wasn't feeling any inspiration whatsoever, and I was sick of my own music and and wasn't feeling any inspiration from anyone else's really either, and and then I just started playing acoustic guitar. <laughs> it was so random, but but yeah, it ended up working out because some cool songs
0: coming out from that experience cool that's awesome so it's like pretty different to your to your other stuff that you're working on
1: yeah and i i tried to keep a lot of similar elements for sure but but yeah this is gonna
0: be a different sound which is cool dude that's sick yeah i always like it when artists sort of like go some whole other direction with their shit like when bleep loop for a while just went like full modular with all of his stuff I love it when artists just find something like that, and they're just like, you know what, fuck, like everything I was doing. I'm just gonna do this whole new thing, and people can just accept that.
1: Yeah, he he just did a a song that's it was like country folk music, and he's playing guitar too, and, and singing some like western anarchist revolution song.
0: It was like <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, I remember he he was saying to me a while ago that he'd been playing a lot of guitar too guitar's sick man it's such a cool instrument have you been because um, you're a keys player right have you also been playing guitar for a long time
1: no um, I, I, I started I mean I've messed around on it but the last year I, I started figuring out a lot more stuff and and trying to do the same riffs i do on piano and figuring it out that way
0: but yeah cool and with um, do you think like guitar is much different from keys because i guess keys you just play them like this way and then guitar is sort of the same shit but just like this way with one hand or whatever
1: yeah it's it's interesting like so in the strings each string itself it feels the same way as a piano like left to right but like going up and down between the strings have has their own path that i'm still figuring out Mm. yeah it's it's interesting for sure
0: yeah i guess like uh if you're a keys player and you like start writing something for violin on keys, they're like, hey bro, my instrument like doesn't go that high or that low. Like stop how am I <laughs> they're like starting to try and play off the end of the fretboard and shit.
1: Exactly. So I'm gonna to have to figure all that out, but but yeah, Logic has a built in score and you can choose what instrument and apparently it, it it fixes the 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 notes for you. Um I've heard Sibelius is a really good program too for so yeah it's gonna be a whole project but i'm excited it'll be fun
0: yeah nice yeah i've been thinking about um like i had mick gordon on here the other day do you know that guy i'm
1: sleeping on mick i know that name somehow but yeah
0: yeah so he's um the guy who did all the soundtrack for like doom and wolfenstein and all that shit yeah he did a lot of cool shit um And he, yeah, I was chatting to him about like some game design stuff. And then I also had Richard Devine on here the other day and I was chatting to him about some some game stuff too. And from chatting with those two guys, I'm just all about like, I don't know, I'm all stoked on game sound design now. So I kind of want to do some sound replacement videos because it seems like that's the way you sort of get your name out there is you just do some demo reels, which are essentially like taking a, like a game or like a clip or something and then like removing all the sound from it and then remaking all the sounds yourself and then submitting or whatever. But yeah, I think I'm, um, yeah, I'd love to get into that world. I think that would be pretty cool. You would crush that. Maybe yeah. I've been making some, some pew pew noises and shit in the last few days. <laughs> um, yeah. I just got all the Melda stuff. Have, have you used much of their stuff? I haven't. I haven't. Dude. It's like, in my opinion, the best plugin bundle. It's just so good. It's just, that and the Killer heart stuff, I think, are like two really good plugin bundles. But specifically, the Melda stuff is just so crazy. It's got like all these crazy spectral processes and yeah, a bunch of other insane shit. It's really cool. Nice. Melda. Have you um, been doing much tricking? Not too
1: much, but I did like a, a gainer the other day, like a one-footed backflip. Dude, what? That's called a gainer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... It has different definitions, too, because, like, when I first was learning how to do flips, a gainer is just when you jump forward but do a backflip as you're moving forward. That was, like, the traditional gainer to me. But then in tricking culture, anytime you just do a backflip off one foot, it's called a gainer. So you don't have to necessarily be going forward or anything. You
0: could You could just, like, do a trick, land on one foot, then backflip, and it would be right. considered a gainer, but... Yeah, I'm watching uh, the ultimate gainer compilation right now on YouTube. <laughs> and it's uh, people running forward and doing backflips and like off high things to lower things. <laughs> it's, it's a great time. What do you have to gain from a gainer? Why do they call it that? Right? Uh, I guess because you're gaining distance,
1: you're traveling forward. Mm. Then there's a loser, which is when you do a front flip going backwards, you
0: kind of like. Walk backwards and do a front flip. Dude, do you reckon I could follow this loser flip tutorial in my living room? Yeah. <laughs> there's no way. I feel like I would break my neck trying to learn how to do this shit. So through quarantine, I've gotten massively into mountain biking. And um, I don't, like, at all ever plan to do any crazy shit. But, like, there's some crazy shit that people do on mountain bikes, like, in terms of flipping oh yeah like they'll do you know like 720 front flips and shit on a fucking like whilst just sending it through the sky holding onto this 30 pound piece of metal it's like imagine just sending it through the sky doing a flip holding onto just like a 30 pound dumbbell (laughs) i know like what i guess it wouldn't really make the same sense because if you're holding onto a 30 pound dumbbell that shit has just like so much mass and it's small you'd probably like end up just doing, like, some... Yeah, it'd be harder to move around, I guess, than if the whole thing is, like, the 30 pounds is spread out over the size of a bike or whatever. <laughs> that reminds me. The other day I was, like, um, pretty high on marijuana and I was, like, chatting to my girlfriend and uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about some shit, like, about how I'm, like... I think we were both standing next to the kitchen bench and my hips were, like, in line with the kitchen bench and her like chest was in line with the kitchen bench or something like that. I was like, man, that's so crazy. Does that just mean like I have these like super long legs? And she was like, no, you fucking idiot. Like your whole height is like distributed over your whole body. Like it doesn't just all go to your legs like that. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, that's just me being fucking high right now. Not being able to consider other options. (laughs) Like
1: I shouldn't even be smoking the shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh man, these flips look intense. I don't three easy flips anyone can hack and learn fast dude this guy is just asking to get sued <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so you can just hack your brain and do it he's like dude anyone can do this flip just like the whole comment section are like you can expect a call from my lawyer i broke my arm doing this it
1: reminds me of there's a, a portlandia sketch i saw and they're working for a uh, trampoline injury insurance company and it's just like the most stressful job and they just go into work every day and they're like oh and they just they just answer the phone they're like oh oh you had an accident on the trampoline you want a million dollars oh uh, another one and then it's like what why do people even get trampolines like it was just it just never ends but but yeah i feel like that guy's gonna have a similar
0: career path coming up <laughs> it's like why do people even try and do these flips yeah it's like i don't know man maybe because there's a video on the internet that says three easy flips anyone can hack and learn fast i love the hack part yeah like what does that even mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hack your brain man do you do any do you do any brain hacking um n- no <laughs> i mean i'm
1: trying to tr- trying to think of what a brain hack would be at this point
0: I guess drinking a big-ass cup of cold brew is somewhat of a hack. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm already feeling like more awake. Yeah, I'm also drinking coffee. That's my hack too.
1: Just hacking like three easy ways to hack your brain. (laughs) Just
0: drink three big coffees. (laughs) Yeah. Playing a thumb piano? Got this little... um... It's like a lotus drum. What is that? Yeah. Some sort of metallophone.
1: Yeah, they have a name. I'm totally blanking on it. My mom gave me this one for, for Christmas like a year or two ago.
0: What are they called? Yeah, those things oh is it like a it's kinda of like a hand pen but like with um little sticks. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a mini steel tongue drum. There it is. Yeah. Just found one on Amazon here. Yeah, these things are sick.
1: In three easy ways, you can hack your brain. <laughs> With your mini steel
0: tongue drum. <laughs> yeah. Literally anyone can do it. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So I feel like to be a good sound designer, mm-hmm. you need to have a bunch of shit like that. It seems like uh, all these people I talk to, like Mick Gordon and uh, Richard Devine and stuff, they just all have these crazy fucking instruments. Um, like... When I was chatting to Richard, he was telling me about how he's got like 30 of these like Aztec death whistles just hanging around his house. They're just like these weird little like wooden, I guess, old Aztec whistles that when you blow into them, they just go like, and sound like this screechy, like cavernous roar. Oh my uh, God. And then uh, Mick, he has this thing called a kangling, which is just the fucking craziest shit. It's basically somebody's femur bone turned into a flute. So it's like the femur bone with just like the whole middle hollowed out and then where the, I guess, the kneecap is, it's got like two holes in it to like let air out and then you blow into like where the hip bone would be. And, like, and it's got like this like tassels and shit coming off it. It looks like real fucked. The, the ass section even have been smoking the shit. Yeah, whoever made that definitely was smoking some shit. <laughs> yeah, if you Google kangling, you can find pictures of these things they look crazy i kind of want to get one not gonna lie oh yeah but yeah i think like it's just cool to um just collect these strange fucked up instruments you know oh yeah um so yeah i think you know having things like little drums laying around are pretty pretty cool for that damn you can get a kangling off etsy for 125 bucks that's not that bad damn this economy (laughs) yeah dude What's the craziest instrument that you have like laying around your house
1: hmm. I'm like the melodica no actually I, so I have an old accordion, which it's not that crazy but it's, it's pretty cool um my, my friend gave it to me it was like sitting around in his house collecting dust it's kind of doing the same thing now in my house but um yeah the accordion's really cool it's it has it has the keys on it of course but it also has buttons for every chord possible. And and there's no real rhyme or reason to the buttons. There's just like like so many of them. And I, I kind of have to memorize what the chords are. But yeah, um, my old music teacher in college used to shred the accordion like a rock instrument. And it's pretty inspirational.
0: I feel like when you start shredding the accordion like a rock instrument, you just like also need a pint of Guinness and like you also need to be in an Irish pub or something like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually the, the accordion is like a French instrument, is it not? What is Where is the uh where is the accordion from? It uh <laughs> the place of origin is Europe. And that's close enough to Ireland. Ireland, I think. Um let's see, history of the accordion. Yeah, the French missionary Introduced the Asian Sheng to Europe. Okay, so I guess it really in some way came from Asia. Well, the Sheng came from Asia and the Sheng. Whoa, holy shit, this thing looks crazy. So if you think playing a melodica looks like somebody smoking a piano, well, you should see the Sheng, dude. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. Let me show you this thing. Dude, check this thing out
1: damn that's
0: some star wars vibes well it's literally like a pipe that you would smoke out of yeah right but then just i guess you blow into it instead yeah that's crazy looking um huh yeah i guess like comes from asia slash europe
1: i feel like you looked up the accordion it was the same guy that was like in three easy ways, you can hack your brain.
0: Yeah, it's just this one guy doing flips, but like with the, this time holding an accordion whilst he's doing the flips.
1: He's just going to keep showing up everything you look up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have that many crazy instruments around my house. I have some shit by this guy called Crank Sturgeon who makes these like weird little piezo instruments that just have all these pieces of metal and like microphones and inputs and shit attached to them and you, you just plug them into like a preamp and just like f- hit them and shit. And they make like weird little metallic resonant noises and stuff. And I also have this like cool field recorder that looks like a head and it has like these ears on the side of it. And then there's like microphones inside the ears called a um 3DOFS. And then I guess the other <laughs> weirdest thing I have is probably just shit in my modular rack, like this weird vocal processy thing and the, the Zoya Euro Bureau, which is really cool. <laughs> I should get some more fucked up instruments. Yeah, right, Sam. Um, have you gotten into any like other interesting quarantine activities? I feel like uh, a lot of people have just gotten into a bunch of crazy shit during quarantine just because they've had so much free time.
1: So um, I've I've been in the crypto game for over three years and, and it's been just going crazy through the roof. But like, so... When I I first got into it, like I think it was three years ago, soon after Bitcoin went to like $20,000 and then it crashed and everything was down for like three years. And I was like, damn, I should have sold high before it it all came crashing down and then bought back in. But like, there's no way to ever know. So this time around, when it it went over 20K, I was like, oh crap, like it's going to this is probably the peak again and I I should sell like a little bit and I, and I did. And then of course it went up to like $52,000 the other day and, and just, it never ends. But, but yeah, it's, it's so like stressful to, to just constantly watch it and try to day trade and do things that I don't even know. Even right now I'm like, should I, should I sell some? Is it, is it a bubble? Is it going to pop? Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it just never ends with that stuff. It's so stressful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really like paying attention to the coins too much. Like I, I have some, but I think the entire thing is a pyramid scheme. And what makes me say that is if you ever feel like you needed to get into something earlier for it to be useful, then it's a pyramid scheme Yeah, is how I feel about it. And that's how I feel about Bitcoin, right? Everyone feels that way. They're like, if only I put in my money earlier or like, if only I had sold earlier and like. <laughs> I was a shoulda woulda coulda. Exactly, yeah, and it it just leaves you feeling stressed and anxious and annoyed all the time. Have you been looking into these NFTs? No, I need to because I, I apparently
1: it's there's some crazy market out there for like Grammatic just sold like something. Crazy for like a million dollars the other day on I don't even know if it was a song or an unreleased EP or something but like
0: yeah I gotta check that out I've been meaning to I don't think it was either um, I think it was like uh like a VJ loop interesting yeah let's see Grammatics NFTs hit Gateway DeFi marketplace um let's see. Grammatic is a humble pioneer for promoting science and technology via his incredible collection of music. He was one of the first artists to tokenize his revenue with the Grammatic token. And now two of Grammatic's original unreleased songs have just been tokenized too. The NFTs are up for auction on Nifty's Gateway Marketplace and will be owned on an address on the Ethereum blockchain. So what are NFTs? NFTs are non-fungible tokens or tokenized digital goods, including assets such as art and music in this case. Of Grammatic songs have been uploaded for auction. Purple Queens and the Ghosts of Piran are his two new releases, each LE1 and going for twenty five dollars to $30,000. Hmm. So I guess they started at $25,000 or $30,000 and they maybe just went up a bunch from there. But yeah, so apparently, like, I, from what I understand, something that is non fungible is like, uh, unique in the sense that um like if i have a bitcoin and you have a bitcoin or if i have a us dollar and you have a us dollar and we trade them then they're fungible right they're the same thing whether or not you have my dollar or i have your dollar or whether or not you have my bitcoin and i have your bitcoin it doesn't matter like we don't give a shit, right like it's the same thing at the end of the day but with like a non-fungible thing i think it's more like if you have the mona lisa and I have like a shitty painting from Craigslist and we trade them. They're both paintings, but they're not fungible, right? Like they're not the <laughs> the same value. It's like, now you have this shitty uh, painting and I have this really expensive painting. So I think that's what fungibility means if I understand it correctly. <laughs> and I think that's why this art thing is maybe working, but. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> no, Just blockchain in general, and how it can authenticate that you have the actual original copy of something, too, is it must add so much value. It's yeah, have you looked into doing some NFT stuff?
0: I have been hit up by lots of people who are like, Hey, you should definitely do NFTs. And I mean, I don't know, to me, it just seems like one of those. Trend, trendy kind of things, the same as you know, Bitcoin or mm-hmm. I don't know any of that. And I don't know, so many people disagree with me on on this Bitcoin thing. And like I said, I hold Bitcoin, like I have it, uh, and the reason I have it is because <clears throat> you know I can't be sure about anything, right? But yeah, I'm I'm pretty damn sure that it's got a lot of problems with it, as does fiat, and as does you know Ethereum, and like ev- every every sort of currency has its problem and the real problem really uh occurs with humans right and humans greed and shit like that so i used to um
1: think blockchain was just like a revolution against the federal reserve and and banks and i was like this is like a revolution this is this is amazing and and now i'm like wait this is like just as easily manipulated by billionaires and things and like, they can just set a bunch of computers to sell at a certain price, like a bunch of crypto at the same time and and the, and the price will go down and then they have the same amount of like tens of thousands of computers already buying back in at a certain price and it's just manipulated already. So I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if this is a re- revolution or even more controllable and sketchy than...
0: I don't know, it's interesting Well if you think about it right <clears throat> like there's a few red flags for me and one of them is the one I already mentioned which is if you feel like you had to get into something earlier then, then it's a pyramid scheme the other red flag for me is that uh, if, if you're buying something with the hopes that it'll go up in value so you can resell it then it's not a currency, it's a stock and then if you're forever when you hold this quote-unquote currency just talking about its value in US dollars, then the more important thing is the US dollar, isn't it? Like, if, if you're like, look how important this thing is, it's worth this many US dollars. Well, it's like, well, who gives a shit how many US dollars it's worth if you're touting that this is the new currency that you want to use? Like, just use that. Like, fuck the US dollar. But no, they're always... Like, the only thing there is to talk about with Bitcoin is how many US dollars it's worth. Yeah. So I don't know to me there's like a few weird little red flags like that um, that I uh, just can't look past (laughs) but there's so many people I think who are just invested in it and when you say this shit they get angry because they're like well no like you can't say this about the coins because I hold the coins and like this is like yeah Um, my buddy Sticky Buds he always calls this uh, my no coin a bullshit or no coiner nonsense. He's like, stop touting your no coiner nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think he just has a uh, coiner conspiracies. <laughs> so
1: so yeah it is interesting that the the value in crypto is pretty much computing power and and AI type technology. Like that's what what it's all backed by. And the US dollar
0: is not, and I don't even know what it's backed by at this point. <clears throat> the US dollar is backed by like nothing. I mean, it, it, at one point was backed by, um, uh, I guess, gold, right? Yeah, but at this point, it's like, <clears throat> it's not backed by anything. We just all agree that it's worth something, same as Bitcoin. But the problem with Bitcoin is it's just forever going to be in massively like inflated in value, I guess, because there's only X amount of them. Whereas with, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar, we keep the value the same all the time because we just create more. And then, and then we're like, all right, one dollar is still one dollar. Like everyone chill out. Yeah. I have
1: friends that are like the U.S. dollar is about to crash. Housing market's up. The, like the gas is going up. Every, I don't even know. I'm like, what? What are we gonna do about that? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: like I have no idea. Like, um, like, what are we gonna do about the U.S. dollar crashing? Yeah, and I don't think it is crashing. Why? Why do they think it's crashing?
1: Just because of the high, um, like, all the, all the prices of everything are going up, and interest rates are low, and the housing market's going up, and gas is going up, and
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think in, is it Iran? Uh, gas is free. I'm pretty sure gas is free in Iran. Or uh, maybe not. They might just have the most gas or something. You find that guy, he's like, three ways to. <laughs> three easy hacks to get free barrels of gas. <laughs> He's just like flipping over the barrels. <laughs> and hack your
1: brain to get free
0: gas in Iran. <laughs> there used to be this thing, I guess, where people would sign their emails, um, and now people don't do it anymore. For some reason, I don't know where I was going with this thought, but I guess um, where I'm going with this thought is just like the blockchain. If you think it can't be traced back. But the police have like suspicion to think that you're doing dodgy shit. They'll just be like, "Give us the password to your computer, or we're taking it, and we'll get the password to it." Like we have people who can do that. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, uh, "No, man, it's all on the blockchain. You'll never find out." And they're like, "All right, we're taking your computer. Fuck you. You're going to jail." And like, if that's like, if you're doing sketchy shit and the police find out. That's what, It's not like they're gonna be like, oh, it's too bad, it's on the blockchain. We can never find out what this person is doing. They'll just like, <laughs> they'll figure it out if they want to.
1: Yeah, it, and and the blockchain is so heavily monitored by, by AI and computers, and I always think about that. It's like, seems more safe than our current system of record keeping. And then, and then it seems like it would be even easier to trace things like you were saying, yeah.
0: I just think people have this like pretty utopian view of how things could be, and that's fine. And I think that it's good to aim towards, to be always aiming towards better than what we are currently doing and what we currently have. Um, I just don't think Bitcoin is it. <laughs> I think Bitcoin is uh, just perpetuating like human greed in the same way that fiat does in the same way that stocks do i mean like the dude that GameStop shit that was crazy yeah um
1: so the texas blackouts i was reading some some stories about that and people were just trading with their neighbors like oh like here's some cash or, or can i get some fuel or can i get some food and, and all this stuff and there's people trying to Trying to like trade Bitcoin, they'd be like, dude, like I'll send you Bitcoin to your wallet right now, but like you're just gonna have to trust me because we have no like power right now. But like I got you as soon as the power comes back on, like I'll send you that Bitcoin <laughs> and stuff, it like it just made me realize how how it just it's it's not gonna even matter if we don't have power or electricity, god forbid. It's just crazy how like it's so valuable right now, but if the grid goes down then it's not at all and I don't
0: know That's- yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of precursors to like bitcoin being worth anything right like the internet power um people agreeing on a thing everything whereas fiat it's like the same kind of shit like there's a lot riding on it to to be a tradable and valuable thing but at least there's like some bits of paper that exist i guess that you can like give to people and be like see i mean we all agree that this paper is worth a loaf of bread so yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i um i should look at my coins actually i know i have a bunch how much do i have in bitcoin i can't remember i have a shitload of dogecoin though like uh many Dogecoin. I don't know like if I'll ever sell any of these coins though. Like I basically invested I wanna say like five grand or something into coins like three or four years ago. And I just I'm just gonna hold them all, but I'm still like skeptical as fuck and I don't like plan to invest any more into it and I still think it's dumb. But I also think like, you know, in the same way that I hold stocks, like might as well invest in some shit because there's no point in having money just sitting in your bank account getting devalued to inflation right and for people who don't understand this who are listening because this is something i didn't understand until like the last couple of years really and i'm like (laughs) embarrassed to admit that it took me so long to to even figure this out um every single money uh sorry every money (laughs) every, (laughs) every year um the governments like print more money, right? So every year, money is worth slightly less because more of it exists. Uh, and therefore, if you just leave money sitting in a bank account, uh, not accruing like that much interest and not, you know, increasing in its value at all, it's actually decreasing in value every year because, like I just said, more money is getting created and therefore money as a whole is worth less and therefore your money that is just sitting in your bank account is worth less than it was last year. So if you have just a bunch of money sitting in an account, you're better off investing it in like Bitcoin or stocks or something, just something that's going to like go up by a little bit each year because then at least you're like matching inflation. So it's like if you have a 100 bucks, and then... You leave it in an account for a year and don't do anything with it the next year it's worth 90 but like if you haven't invested in like some stock and then the next year it's worth 110 then you're just really keeping up with inflation at that point yeah so True. i think that's like that's definitely like something i i agree you should do but i mean i should also like stipulate i'm absolutely not somebody you should take financial advice from so like <laughs> anyone listening don't sue me like the guy who would, he's like three easy hacks to keep up with inflation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step one, buy lots of Bitcoin. He's like one word, blockchain.
1: <laughs> and he's just like, just like three easy hacks you've never even thought of.
0: <laughs> Dude, yeah, I can't believe Bitcoin right now is worth forty-six grand. Wasn't it wasn't worth fifty-six grand like a week ago
1: yeah or at least 52 i'm not sure
0: Let's see yeah no dude it got to 57 that's crazy there's like never in this world i think been a stock that has gone up and down ten thousand dollars in five days right
1: yeah i don't know i can't help but think like oh should sell before it like totally crashes and then buy back in, but there's just no way to know. Like I, I sold a little bit when when Bitcoin's at twenty k and then immediately regretted it and went to fifty seven k. So it's.
0: I mean, it looks like it's hit the peak and it's coming back down, though. Don't I know. I was thinking that this week, but who knows? I mean, forty seven grand is still like a that's a high number, and it's one hundred percent gonna crash again. Like there's no doubt. It just does this right. Like every few years, it'll it'll go up like 2018 it went up to 20 grand and then it just like crashed for a bunch went down to like three and now it's back up to like fucking 50 and yeah this is just how bitcoin seems to operate it seems to go like all the way up crash all the way up crash all. the way. <laughs> and then it seems like every time it goes up it like goes up by like five times more than it did last time or something And then yeah i don't know it stresses me out <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's the thing right it's like no matter what you're never happy because like if you lose money you're obviously unhappy because you're like oh i lost money i shouldn't have done that but then if you win money you're like oh i should have put in more money (laughs) so i don't know yeah the whole activity seems incredibly unfulfilling to me because what what's what ultimately is going to happen right and like the only like unrenewable resource that we have is time is you're going to end up on your deathbed and you're going to have the exact same feeling but you're going to be like I should have invested more time into something I love, like rather than investing it into all this fucking stress with day trading.
1: I know, just watching the numbers, like, dude, like, look at the price, man. Like, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this right now, man?
0: <laughs> are you seeing this number on my computer screen right now? <laughs> You're like, dude. Yesterday, I I got this for a different number, and now it's this other number. And I'm going to give it to somebody else for that number. Can you believe it? <laughs>
1: my friend, my friend, Alex, like just invested in some like doge. And um, it's so funny. Like sometimes we'll be talking and then I'll just randomly like sigh about something. I'm like, ah, and he's like, oh, is that a doge sigh? And then like, and then we came up with this whole character of like, so he'll like check his portfolio. He's like, dude, I made, I made $12 last night. Like. And and we're always like, dude, you only make money if you sell, though. But like, we we came up with the whole character that it's it's like, all right, I just made sixty dollars. I don't even have to work today. Like I don't, I don't have to go DoorDash or do anything. And then and like they just like sit and constantly watch their their balance, and they're like, oh shit, I went down six dollars, and they frantically run to their car and they and they go do like a DoorDash mission to like make make up for the money that that they lost, and then as they're doing the DoorDash, they check, and, and it's, like, up $50 now, and they're like, oh, and they just go back home, and they're like, I'm, I don't even need to work now. And, like, it's just, like, this whole character I want to put into a sketch comedy.
0: <laughs> nice. Man, some coins are just worth fuck all. Like, I have 50,000 mint coins. <laughs> they're worth, like, 0. .0005. Whatever that is, so it's like not even like one percent of a cent.
1: No, I have tw- like twenty thousand electric coins, and it and they're they have tanked so hard. It's like point point zero 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 one seven three nine. Can't be good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so why why uh, what made you get into the coins? Did you just think that?
1: Yeah, it was a revolution against the Federal Reserve, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is like, um, like people say this is decentralized, right? But it's really just controlled by who has the most coins. Yeah, like whoever whoever has the most coins is the one who is gonna be um, like controlling the price of the whole market, really, right? And <clears throat> that is Elon Musk, China. Uh, and I guess like North Korea probably and Russia and, you know, it's like governments and banks who, who already own the most Bitcoin or like Roger Ver or some shit, like John McAfee. I
1: know. I'm like, ah, uh, this isn't really a revolution, huh? I don't
0: know. You know what I reckon is going to happen is everyone's going to get their $1,400 stimulus checks. Everyone's going to pump it all into Bitcoin. It's going to be worth like, Way more than it is now, and then everyone's going to lose all of their stimulus checks. Oh yeah, basically, and it's just got like it's essentially the U.S. government is by proxy of giving a bunch of people a ton of money, just going to be like pumping Bitcoin for for a minute. <laughs> it's just like the the big the big stimulus check eater. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, anyway, should talk about something else. Um. What else is there to talk about? Plugins. You got any new plugins recently? Um not
1: really. I'm still like cranking the stock and, and logic. I've been using Ableton a lot more too. It I'm I officially love it a lot more than Logic. And all of their stock plugins are, are so fire. So that's like a whole new world of toys for me to
0: to explore. Hmm. What kind of uh, what what are you enjoying in Logic. Do you like Space Designer?
1: Yeah, yeah. Space Designer is cool. Like the reverb plugin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Logic has. I don't know if this is because I got like an extension pack, but Logic has so many amazing MIDI instruments. Um, MIDI MIDI software instruments are already ready to go, and a lot of them are like orchestra, and they sound beautiful, and and I and I love. Writing them, I've been hearing that Contact has a lot of good symphony orchestra mini material too. I want to check that out, but um, yeah, I love Logics pianos and choirs, strings, all that. It's really cool. But yeah, the workflow compared to Ableton, I just can't even. I can't even like handle Logic anymore. Sometimes I'm like, why do you do this? Like, like whose idea was it to like when you you go to click on like like, the grid, and it never, like, goes, like, right on, like, the grid for some reason, and you have to, like, click and hold the mouse until your cursor actually goes on the grid. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, it able to you just click any line, and, and you're automatically there, like, easily, and, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things that irk me now about it.
0: Uh, so are you, like, using Ableton more these days? Yeah, a, a little bit. Like,
1: I, I'm trying to transition more and more to it especially because the logic 10 their newest update i i can't stand in logic nine i still have on my old laptop and i've i have a lot of music there i'm finishing up but yeah they come just fully gonna switch to ableton once
0: this laptop dies and and yeah cool yeah ableton the new on 11 is fucking sick nice yeah i haven't checked out the new updates yet <clears throat> yeah, it's worth checking out. It's really cool. oh Yeah. Dude, so I started this diet <clears throat> today or yesterday maybe, called the croissant diet, where all you eat is croissants. I think I sent you a link about this. Uh, um, do you interview that that guy that I did, yeah, and he has some like really interesting shit to say. Uh, so basically he's a molecular biologist from Cornell University, which is like this really prestigious <laughs> university. And he's also he's also a pig farming chef from upstate New York. So he's like a cook, a farmer, and a microbiologist. Uh, so he just is like the perfect guy to experiment with diets and shit, really, because he knows a ton about it, like from a scientific level. Plus, he's like also at a practical level, like making the food from scratch. You know, like he's farming his own fucking pigs. So um, <clears throat> so he knows what he's doing. But um, he thinks that uh, saturated fat is the way to go and he thinks that unsaturated fat is bullshit, like vegetable oils, nuts, all that kind of stuff. He thinks that's that's like really slowing our metabolisms down.
1: Yeah,
0: And he thinks the reason keto works and the reason the Atkins diet works and the reason like the carnivore diet works and all of this shit is the one thread that ties them all together is high levels of saturated fat. Uh, and he also is just like, why does like the the French, uh, like why why does why does somebody in France look lean when all they eat is croissants and like heavy cream and bread and butter and shit like that, and drink wine, and somebody in nineteen fifties New York who's a banker is lean versus the same banker these days is fat, um, <clears throat> and you know why, you know, why 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 are all these things like this, and. Yeah, I mean, he makes a pretty good point, actually. Um, and, you know, he backs it all up with studies. There was a study done on mice where they fed one group of mice uh, just starch and steric acid. And steric acid is just this um, long chain fat, which is essentially this like really, really, uh, just really, really highly saturated fat acid. Uh, and then they just fed these, these other mice uh, starch and like and unsaturated fats so like vegetable oils and <clears throat> the mice that they fed that diet with the unsaturated fats got this like crazy like belly fat and the mice that they fed the stearic acid like were very lean interesting and i was like yeah but how can you like um you know compare mice studies to human studies and he was like well it doesn't matter like if you get a like a mouse or a c elegans or like whatever and you just look at what's going on inside their systems it's all due to the suppression of this hormone called scd1 which essentially makes us feel satiated or not oh interesting um, yeah and there's like many suppressors of this scd1 shit. like one one of the suppressants of it tea, uh, pu-er-te and another suppressant of it is steric acid and saturated fat so um yeah it was really interesting talking to him so um they call it the croissant diet, but, I mean, you could eat anything. Croissants are just like a really easy, like essentially all croissants are is starch and saturated fat, right? It's just flour, water, salt, um, and, like, butter, which is saturated fat. Uh, but it could be anything. I mean, it could be pizza. It could be bread, like whatever you want, uh, as long as you're just eating starch and saturated fat. Uh, so I, <laughs> I started it today. um, And what I ate this morning was granola that instead of using olive oil to make, which I would usually use, I I used butter and, um, and I ate coconut yogurt instead of my regular, uh, just regular milk yogurt. Um, and then what else did I eat? I ate some coconut flakes instead of usually what would I eat instead of coconut flakes, I guess, blueberries or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Three easy hacks. Yeah, exactly. That's my three easy hacks to losing abdominal fat. Again, people should not take my advice on any of this shit. <laughs> um, so, what was the guy's name with the croissant diet again? Brad Marshall. Weird.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so there's so many diets and and things like I, I literally hear contradicting views constantly. It's like, oh, this is study so that this is good, or like, and like plant based is actually gives you more protein. And then like, oh no, um, a red meat tie gives you more protein and like, it's and this is like a new one now, the, the trans fat, um, saturated fat. Yeah. It's interesting. I've been trying to eat more plant-based the last month actually. And yeah, I don't know if I'm f- feeling any different yet. I know it's only been a month, but yeah, it was, I don't even know. I've been eating meat my whole life. So I did go vegetarian once in the past for a few months and felt like I had, I had more energy, I guess it's because our body can pro- process plant-based diets a lot quicker and it doesn't use up as much energy when it, as when it's digesting meat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, it's just like, it never ends. I'll like think I'll hear one thing one day and then like, Oh, it's actually, no, it's the opposite. It's not true. That's a myth. That's a myth. Everything's like a myth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm completely plant-based at the moment. Um, I go between veganism and vegetarianism. I, I would just say I'm a vegetarian. But um, yeah, I, uh, something I learned the other day is uh, animal protein actually just comes from plants anyway, like the um, like a cow or a pig or a chicken or whatever. They just act as conduits for protein and they actually get all of their protein from their feed. Exactly.
1: It's like that, that quote, um how are you going to grow strong like an ox if you're if
0: you're not eating meat and it's like when have you ever seen an ox eat meat yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's the same thing it's like that they, they all of these animals eat plants and the plants that they eat have protein in them and then therefore the animals have protein in their muscles and in their fat and we eat that
1: and they're like a middleman and we probably get less protein from them than we would just if we were eating the plants from the get-go.
0: Yeah, exactly. The other thing to consider is like people are like, yeah, but I like the taste of meat. And then the classic like thought I always have is like, what do you think makes meat taste good? Plants. Yeah. Like you, on top of your meat, you're putting like salt and pepper and fucking sauces and like all sorts of other crap. It's like the thing that you're putting on there to even make the shit taste bearable is plants. So, <laughs> And yeah, I've, I've noticed that, um, yeah, a lot of the plant-based meals that I've been eating lately have just been so tasty. Yeah. And also very satiating, especially if they're a high in saturated fat. Nice. Oh, shit. My cat is going straight for the wrist. Uh, What's your cat's name? YouTube. I literally love it, brother. Yeah. What's up, YouTube? It's your boy Bill here doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. What up, YouTube?
0: She hasn't been eating her food the last few days. She's been on a, her own she's trying out her own diet i guess <laughs> she's just trying out the fasting yeah that's the other thing is when i was talking to brad marshall he was like i do this thing where i eat just like one massive meal a day that's like six thousand calories and then i like won't eat a meal for like two days or something and i'm like i mean that might be the reason you're losing abdominal fat is because you're like fasting for multiple days at a time but um yeah who knows anyway it's like super interesting stuff and i, I really like the fact that There's no science, uh, there's a lot of science behind it, and the science like kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I also like the fact that to do this diet, you just have to eat like croissants and pizza and shit. Like it's (laughs) the coolest fucking diet ever, if it works, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's hard to say. If there's any people listening to this podcast who are both a Bitcoin expert and a diet expert, please write in with your thoughts. (laughs)
1: Yeah, please make a three simple, easy hacks tutorial yeah. for
0: us. Exactly. That's all I need. <laughs> well, man, it was fucking awesome chatting to you again. It's been good to catch up.
1: Yeah, likewise. I hope we get to hang out soon.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, Where are you based again right now? Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, and that's where you've been, like the whole quarantine? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Sweet. Are you digging it up there? Yeah, it's... um
1: super warm in the summer and beach weather and so it's it's cool to have all all four seasons and yeah it's also like pretty hectic in the summer with tourism but but right now it's um super quiet and peaceful so yeah
0: nice dude fuck yeah well yeah man it was it was really cool being being able to hang out for a bit and chat likewise brother Um, yeah man i appreciate you coming on again
1: Dude, I appreciate it. I I really hope you are you end
0: up balling like, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, we'll see. I should change my Twitter name. I've thought about it a few times, like changing my Twitter name to EDM Joe Rogan. <laughs> Maybe I should just do that right now, actually. Yep. All right, let's go. I'm changing my Twitter name to EDM Joe Rogan. I've been recording a lot of podcasts lately, so that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, and it'll just manifest like, just balling out like Joe Rogan, man. There we go. <laughs> Changed it to E D Joe Rogan. Three simple life hacks, and even you can be balling out
0: like Joe Rogan. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, man. Cheers. All right. Cheers for the hey thanks for listening to the mr bill podcast these episodes are edited and uploaded by robert fumo you can also support the show get early access to episodes and hear bonus content by going to patreon.com forward slash mr bill's tunes and becoming a patron uh, please rate and review on itunes unless you're going to be a little shit about it and all the links to my various platforms are at MrBillstunes.com. tunes.com thank you